Now on to our listeners. T3 understands what took place. The night you started listening to wrestling podcasts, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together and said a prayer and it sounded like this. Oh dear God, you see my name's Billy and I just love wrestling podcasts, but there's just one problem. They all absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. You are absolutely right. They do suck. But there is one thing and one thing only that you can do. You must go find the show that is simply electrifying. You must go find Take Two Takedown. Oh, but God, anybody but take... Know your role and shut your mouth. And then as fear went through your body, tears went down your cheek and piss rolled down your leg. Your house started to shake, the clouds parted and the heavens opened. And what seemed like millions and millions of voices said to you in unison, Jabroni, if you smell what T3 is cooking... Episode 8-0, episode 8, take two, take down. Craig here, talking to John. Hello, John. How are you? Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, my friend. We also have with us Jeff the Ref once again. Hello. Yay, Jeff Yay. the Ref's here. I'm Jeff here. the Ref is back. Everyone Yay. can be happy I'm here. Everyone should be happy that you're here. All right, we no. have a lot to talk about. Again, please be sure you're following us on the Twitter at Take2Takedown. You can call us anytime on our hotline, 434-602-1931. We do love to get the hotline calls, do we not, John? I love it when my hotline is hot. I love it when the hotline is super hot. And you can also email our mailbag segment, the triple T bag at gmail.com, because we also love to get teabagged. Speaking of oh, teabagged. <laughs> Speaking of teabag, mm-hmm. yes. Jeff the Ref hit us with a good one today. Yes, yes, he did. Jeff, he did. Jeff the Ref sent us a text message. I'm just going to do it. I'm throwing it out there because it's good, and mm-hmm. I think we're going to have a really good discussion about this. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to read got, it verbatim. Teabag text by Jeff. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to read it verbatim. It says, I know it's bogus, but think on this. Someone posted on Facebook that AEW is a work. Vince McMahon actually owns AEW. The proof is that AEW keeps mentioning WWE on their social media accounts. And then you responded with, hmm, and I did the old man thing of just reading it now. Right. That's good. Yes. That's good. Um, so let's talk. So about what do you now, think? Is, do you guys agree? I, I, don't, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough of uh, a good reason, like this is proof. Right, right. But it is mm-hmm. interesting that the competition keeps mentioning – the competition, right? Right, and they do keep. I mean, you have the whole thing with uh, Cody Rhodes, you know, smashing the throne yeah. with the sledgehammer and stuff like that. Like, there are definitely lots of mentions to WWE, but they, are they doing it more as a "Hey, this is why we're better than them," or are they doing it because, in some way, they are connected? I think it's more. Chevy compares itself to Ford mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, we're better than them." Right. If you're the new up and comer and you see what's sitting in front of you, you're the, that's like the cream of the crop. The WWE is the whole cake with the icing and everything. Mm-hmm. You're this up and coming new baker. You're going to be like, I'm better than that or as good as that. 
Mm-hmm. So you're going to draw attention to yourself mm-hmm. so that you can get the people that follow their product to follow your product. And therefore you are going to build up your fan base. Sure. Right. So I think that the company AEW is more apt to mention WWE and draw attention because it is saying, Hey, look, we've got this. Come look at us. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's We're, true. But on the flip side now, just to stir the pot, what about Sami Zayn mentioning AEW two weeks ago when he was in the electric chair? Exactly, yep. like we used for our, our they, moment on. And they like, got they got a little bit of mm-hmm. just say airtime yeah. from that afterwards, but not much. Yeah, I mean it. The thing is, is that just from everything we've heard, especially with the Moxley interview, like we've already talked about, and other people that have come out, you know, that were former WWE or even on WWE rosters now. If you told me this was a situation like in like late 90s, I'd believe you. But now, 2019 Vince, I don't think is smart enough to do something like this. Well, I don't I don't I don't think so either and with <laughs> with Khan backing this and they have their own money unless there was some secret deal, which is possible, behind closed doors <laughs> where mm-hmm. the Khan family and Vince got together right. to do this. Right. I, other than that, I don't I don't believe mm-hmm. the what was posted, but it was just something to think about that seemed interesting. Yeah, but this has farther reaching fingers than just AEW because AEW has working relationship with the Ring of Honor, yep. New Japan, right. Impact, uh, yeah. all the other, you know, bigger known indies mm-hmm. AEW is associated with. So, I mean, this reaches out way too far for that. I don't think a company like WWE and Vince McMahon with his ego mm-hmm. could keep a coup like that. I don't think now, so. Now, now I'll throw <laughs> it at this out. What if it's not Vince McMahon, and maybe he's not financially invested, but what if Triple H is possibly creatively invested? Because if you told me Triple H had something to do with this, because he would re- realize the larger implications of, you know, another good brand coming up that's good is going to make everybody better. Like this is almost you could almost see this as an NXT kind of thing. Like he's he's not going he's not doing the money, but he's part of it because he would be okay with be like, yeah, Cody, go ahead, smash the throne, make it a whole thing, make it a big deal. Say you're coming after us because that's going to make us better as a show. I w- I would imagine him hit. He'd have that knowledge and that foresight to do that. No, I mean I'm I'm totally on board with that. Like I think competition breeds a better product. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, I don't know how far it would go, but Triple H has always been, you know, on the cusp of what's going to make wrestling better. Yes, exactly, and that's so, what this is I'm, doing. I'm still waiting for WWE to start mentioning AEW more than what Sami Zayn did. Mm-hmm. But a, a more purposeful mention, you know, yeah. we've been here for this amount of time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're the establishment. We're the best. Yeah. Like, you can go off and watch this this new thing, but right. just know. That we're better and we will always be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get that anytime soon. No. I think that's not going to happen until after AEW has taken some TV shares, taken away some of their pay-per-view money, oh, yeah. taken away some of their, you know, because, I mean, look at us. We watch WWE religiously because it's what we've got. Right, exactly. But yeah, but when AEW comes around, if we watch that and the product's better, that's just going to sway us more because we always say week to week, this may be the last time this I watch Raw because it sucks. Yeah. Well, plus but you got, what is it, in August? Is that when the um, All Out, like their new, their next pay-per-view is going to be where it's the same day as NXT UK? 
Yeah, it's an, um, takeover and stuff like that. So yeah, that's all in August. So it could potentially be after that, depending on the numbers for all the views. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, it's good. I like the theory. I wanna, I wanna go with the theory that maybe Triple H is behind it creatively, and there's some tie-in and buy-in air where they're all working together. And if Cody's up and coming and he's pushing, great. But I really, I don't think financially. That's too much of a of an investment or a push. I don't think Vince would do that, but I can see the creative side. I, I like, like that it, idea. But I still don't think that's. I I just think they're just a new startup, and they're just you know, yeah. it's, like you it's said, they're just mentioning the competition. Because yeah. you also got to realize in this social media age, you know, if you mention WWE, you put hashtag WWE in anything they do, then everybody looking up wrestling is going to see it. Everybody looking up WWE is going to see it. So it's just more eyes on AEW social medias if they mention WWE within them. You yeah. Know, like, well, if you just if you Google search like WWE rumors or something, right, yeah. like all this AEW stuff pops up also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's all out there. Hmm. Yeah, but I think that's just AEW's way of getting more people to the, look at their stuff as yeah, well. Exactly. exactly. Because, I mean, you got to think the casual wrestling fan, the one that buys WrestleMania. Right. Mm-hmm. They're only focused on what is WWE giving me. Now they're like, who is this Cody Rhodes? He looks fun. He looks fun. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a really good thing. I, I mean, really good question, Jeff. It is, it is. We'd love to get teabagged by you, Jeff. It was great. Yeah, now put your junk away and quit no teabagging. Mm-hmm. No problem. Now, now, one of the things I think we all can agree on, though, is um, so Super Showdown was a, a thing that happened. So, yeah, that happened. That's something we can agree on, right? It was a thing that happened. I think we can, we can agree that we were right. The best two matches were Kofi and Ziggler and uh, Finn and Andrade. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were the best matches. Goldberg and Undertaker was not even just a disappointment; it was a debacle. It was. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Not exactly sure when the match should have been called. Whether it was Goldberg going into the post, you know, and just completely busting his head open. Whether, well, Goldberg knocked himself out. Yeah, knocked himself out, and then kept kept going. I mean, there were botches all over the place. It looked like at one point he broke Undertaker's neck. Uh, so, yeah, like. I, I feel like we could have done a better job. Right. I honestly think with, with no time, training. with time, no, and with, with no training, with practice, with practice. I feel even if we just said do all of these exact same moves, gave us the exact same moves that Undertaker and Goldberg do, and we had time to rehearse, it would probably look a little bit better. And we have no idea what we're doing. I mean that that whole match was just a disaster. Not even saying like if Goldberg had not bashed his head against the ring post. And it went on the way it should. You could tell neither of them had the ability to do the lifts no. and the the you know the throws that they were supposed now, to. Could Goldberg not lift him up because of the injury? Like was he? That's so, what like, I. Yeah. Was he so like, dazed? I don't he, know. Well, I'm just saying he physically. Like he was still in good shape. Physically, he probably can lift that weight, but you got to think it was a hundred something degrees. They were yeah. sweaty as hell. Mm-hmm. That heat will tire you out immensely. You've got to factor all that in and still say, can they do it? And I mean, they they were showing it. You know, they kept showing throughout the entire night. You know, air temperature ninety six degrees yeah. feels like a hundred and one, a hundred and three, and stuff like that. Like I understand we they agreed to do these you know, Saudi Arabian shows and stuff like that. It's a deal they signed. Was it five years, two shows a year, something like that? Like, it, they agreed to it. But whose idea it was to do in, you know, June, the mid, you know, 
even though the sun goes down there, it it's an outdoor stadium. Like it's gonna be hot as hell. Yep. You do this when at least it's a little bit cooler. You know, you do it in well, October. You, you do it till January. Old legends come back and and like, come on, hurt themselves. <laughs> oh, poor! But they both should have just left. Like it would. I mean, Undertaker has done nothing with all of these. You know, coming back than just ruin his well, I think, his career. To I me, I think now the both of them are done. I, I don't think they're going to come back for anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to come back for. No, I mean, no. they went to Jeddah because they were getting, you know, eight figures. Right, exactly. I mean, And I would do it, too. And I would go oh, in there yeah. and botch a whole freaking match I'd for right $10 now. million. Dollars. I have no problem with that. Absolutely. I have no problem with that at all. I mean, one of the things, you can just look at our pick and pull that we did. Almost every single person involved out of the eight main matches got six or seven of them right. Because everything that happened was so predictable, because you know it is, it's just a show that means nothing. Like there, there's no point to this show. You're not going to change belts. You're not going to do anything of any importance. You know, like there's nothing that's going to happen in this show that's going to continue stories forward. I mean, the only thing I think I that think... Was any moment that the biggest moment, I think the biggest pop was the the 50 man battle royal. Just because uh, what's his name won from Mansoor. Saudi Arabia, Mansoor from Saudi Arabia. But I think. I think the one thing we might see that comes out of the Super Showdown, as far as story progression... Heatstroke. No. No? Shane McMahon using that he beat Roman Reign there. Oh, that's true. Shane McMahon did use that. And Randy Orton beating Triple H. I think that'll push us to SummerSlam for a rematch. Speaking Mm -hmm. of Shane, I did read something, too, that the rumor is Vince's plan is to have Shane beat Kofi at some point this year to take the title. I like Jeff the ref coming in and being more part of this because he's like our rumor bug. He is. He is. It's Jeff's juice. Yeah. Well, I've read that rumor too, and I can actually see it happening because the ultimate thing with bringing Shane in as a wrestler was to turn him into like the ultimate heel. Vince wants Shane to be who he was in the 90s. Yes, because that's what he does for you. Well, he could beat him and keep the belt for a week or two and then... You know, whoever. Lose it to Roman, and then they finally get the Roman hero pop that they've been wanting. And now that they're taking Raw and trying to make the last hour of Raw more like the Attitude Era, where it's mm-hmm. a little grittier, and they're going to show a little blood or what have you. Did that happen this week? Yeah, Seth Rollins. I, I don't think it was done on purpose. I think uh, he he actually got a cut above his left eye. Yeah, oh, but okay. was it more mm-hmm. Attitude Era-ish? <laughs> no, I honestly think like it was just crap. it just happened. Like, I don't think that was planned. That wasn't a cut job or something. That was like, it just happened. Do you know where there was a lot of blood this week? Um, and I know nobody else watches it but me. But 205, uh, Chad Gable came and fought in 205. And he fought Jack Gallagher. And, like, Gallagher had bruises all over his body. Gable was bleeding from his mouth. Like, it was a really good match that I was surprised about. Like, I, I mean, I, I've Gallagher's okay. I like him more as a character than a wrestler. Um, but him and Chad Gable had a great match together. Like, yeah, it was I've always shocking. loved Chad Gable. I love Chad Gable now, especially now with his new super cool haircut. Well, he's got the uh, 1980s Lost Boy haircut, he does. and um, mm-hmm. I don't know what he's doing. But if you saw him on Raw this week or SmackDown this week, he's like taking notes on other wrestlers. <laughs> that would that could work. That could work. So I wonder where that's going. But I, I kind of like him as like the. Run around, kind of goofy, mm-hmm. you know, 
What are you doing, man? <laughs> now, I, I do feel the one thing they missed out on, if Chad was going to cut his hair anyway, if you were going to have him do it, they should have done a Gable versus Gallagher hair versus mustache match, and then Gable would just cut his hair at the end. Like, that, that's, I feel, you would have you missed out on that opportunity because I used to love the hair versus hair match because I want to grow long, luxurious locks, just like... And then, I was going to say, and then and how big of a bald spot do you have? Oh, it'd be great. I mean, it would be very Undertaker-ish. That's what I'm yeah, and and Jeff, how big of a receding hairline do you have? Mm-hmm. You know, just because you're Shut like up. 60 years old and somehow you still have <laughs> and I have a full luscious stick of hair. hair. Exactly, exactly. It's I mean, it might be all white. It's all about genetics. You do have a lot of hair. It's nice. It is. It's really. I still it think you nice. need to go for a full white beard. Like, just go all white Goldberg. I can't. My problem right now is I can't make it go full white, but I do have like the really highlighted streaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's like one on my left side, right under my nose, that like it always catches my eye, and it's like my white racing stripe. Right. It's and weird. Like, it's like the rogue of facial hair. We need to bleach yeah. it like Hogan. Yeah, let's bleach it like Ooh. your whole beard. Do they make now? like you know how they make like just for men like beard dye? Do they make they like do. a gray version or like a white version? I'm sure. I don't know. We could look. It we up. could look that we up. Could find out. We might need to do that. We have to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. All right, we'll talk about that later. Let's talk about wrestling. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Super Showdown. Um, so, yeah, uh, when it came to the pickums, like I said, we all did really well. Like, out of everybody that except was involved in it, um, everybody got seven out of eight matches, except for Shy only got six. Um, unfortunately, Colin only got five. But everybody else got seven out of eight matches. We all had well, at least Colin one was wrong. sticking with his heart. Mm-hmm. But me, you, and Jeff... All got the exact same matches right. The only one we got wrong was the Triple H Orton match. Yeah, and I was fifty fifty on that. that. Yeah, yeah, I was too. I I put Orton at first, but mm. then I changed it. Yeah, I remember that. I remember because I, I thought first. they wouldn't do Triple H like that. Yeah, at the, at the yeah. End I just of, thought because it didn't mean anything, Triple H would put himself over because exactly, he's notorious exactly for that. Now, however, speaking now, of rumors, I also did read that a possible. And not to change the subject totally, no, but go for it. That's a possible opponent for Aleister Black, because he keeps calling for people, mm-hmm. is Orton. So maybe they had him win to, to push, know, push him I, up a little bit I for really that. enjoyed Aleister Black's promo this week. Yeah. Uh, uh, open the door for me. Yeah. <laughs> the door is open. <laughs> that was awesome. Because you see it, and you're like, what? what? Is he going to, like, I thought he was going to walk doing? out. And yeah, I thought he was going to get up and leave. <laughs> the door is open. That was good. We should just start screaming that. Just well, like, yeah. Every time someone opens a door, love it. Mm-hmm. Now, when it came to the, the fifty-man rumble, all right, or sorry, battle royal, uh, it was insane. We know it was insane. So when we did our pickums, we also went insane. Yeah. And you had hats off to Jeff the ref because he actually went back and figured out <laughs> yeah. who was there and who got out. Exactly, he figured out the order for stuff. us, the time that it, the dip, everything took. Because once I knew bottom five three and one and i was like i got nothing else guys like i we got to figure out because we did uh the top 30 the top 15 the top 10 the top five the top three the, and the winner and so luckily jeff the ref went back he used all of his resources i think he actually i believe he said you actually took the time by just going from first bell and then just fast forwarding to the end bell and just seeing how long that was yeah and then i had to go but back I and watch have, the feed and i do have one question for jeff the ref before we leave super show yes sure. mm-hmm how did you feel with Baron Corbin's match with Seth Rollins, the interaction with the ref? 
Oh, the, as a ref, exactly. How did you feel about the fact that, you know, you had the ref, what was it, quote-unquote, interfering? Uh, yeah. Distracting and finally the ref so has had enough, and he's like, I don't know who you're talking to. Yeah, because he started mad. to get mad at Corbin and screaming at him and basically saying he was going to throw him out. And when he did that, that's when Seth then rolled him up and but got that, the pin. But that always happens. If I remember, didn't Corbin get a chair or something? And that's what he was like took it from him. I think and that's when I the whole that interaction happened. happened. Yeah. There was like, a lot of interaction with the ref. I just wanted to know you as a ref. Do you often feel that that's a necessary part of the storyline? So sometimes we we have to. <laughs> it, it is part of the storyline. Sometimes um, can't go too far. Yeah, but if it was a part of the story to hey, ref, you interfere a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it goes this route. Nah, it is what it is. It just, you know, the people in the back who decides how long that lasts or right. or yeah. how far or yeah. intense it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. If it's part of the story, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. We'll get more into it when we talk about Raw and SmackDown this week because there's more ref interference. There was a lot, I, yes. Quote, there was quote, a lot. But we'll get into that. Get back to the 50-man ref. Jeff the ref, thank you so much for getting all the details and the records for this thing because I wasn't going to do it. No, we weren't going to do it. I was honestly just going to be like, I don't know, guys. The points didn't matter, so who cares? We didn't figure it out. But luckily, Jeff did. So the main point in his first, that top 30. All right, who got it in that top 30? Now, uh, we have to give it to a legend because out of 30, they got 19 of them right, which is pretty good. Pretty good. They were the top there. Uh, then we end up with uh, Jeff and Wrestling Life both got 15 out of 30. Uh, you and Colin both came in with 14. Very impressive, I feel. Yeah. Uh, Shy came in with 12 out of 30, and I came in with a whopping 8 out of 30. So out of 30 eight. people, you could only get 8, I right? I could only get 8. Yeah. I think yeah. we were all surprised that Matt Riddle wasn't in it. There was a couple people I was surprised there weren't in it. I was surprised there was no riddle. I was surprised there was, uh, I mean, and I was more surprised that people didn't go farther. As much as they've been pushing Mojo, Mojo didn't make it into the top 30. Like, he was out before them. Like, there were a lot of people that got pushed out early that I was really surprised about. And a lot of people that made it much farther than I was surprised about. Like, yeah. people like Bobby Roode and Cesaro. Like, and I'm not like bad that Mansoor won. I think it's good publicity if that's where you want to do in that country. However... Some of the people that were in that didn't need that. Like, right, right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so where do we go from 30 to 15? Um, from 30 to 15, the, we then our top winner after that point was Alleged. Once again, they had nine out of the 15. All right, and then bottom, at least I have company. Me, Colin, and Wrestling Life all had five out of 15. How uh, so. much did Jeff have? Uh, Jeff himself had, uh, he actually had, I had six, six along with you. Along with you and Shy. All of you had six. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Then it That's starts getting bad. worse because the problem that comes in is once you get past, once you get into 10, that's the last time that all of us have numbers. Yeah, you're locked. Right, because I got three out of 10. Um, you have three out of 10. Shy has four out of 10. Jeff has 10. Alleged had seven out of 10. Colin had five. And Wrestling Life at that point only had two. And that's where we started to lose some. Because once we went down to five, I had nobody. There was nobody in the top five that I had. Like you I should have had Elias. You had two. You had Elias and Ricochet. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Shy had one. He still had Ali in there. Uh, we had Alleged Wrestling. They were in there with two because they had Eli- or they had Ali and Ricochet. Um, Wrestling Life had nobody. Or no, Colin had nobody. 
So that was the problem. Uh, Wrestling Life had two. They had Ali and Ricochet. And then Jeff had Mansoor and Elias. Like, I'll get it. you got to give it to Jeff. He's the only one that had Mansoor going this far. The rest yeah. of us had him in there, but we didn't have him making it to That's the top five. That's only because of where the event was. No, and that was smart. We should have realized this is a fan-based show. And that he would have And won. they would, you know, they, they cater to the fans in this show. That's why we were able to pick seven out of eight matches, because we knew who yeah. they want to win. We should have, realizing this means nothing, you almost should have figured that it should be Mansoor who wins. Like, I'm actually disappointed that none of us thought of that. Out of... Out of people that host wrestling shows or are big fans of wrestling, not one of us even had him in the bottom three. Like, that's that's pretty bad, right? No, nah, I don't know if it's bad. I just think it's like we're over-predicting WWE now. Yeah. I think you said it right when you said we should have realized that this was a fan-based show. And I think what you and I have been doing since we've been covering this for so long is just they overthink it. Yes, yes. Because one of the things I think we all overthought was the legend return because there just wasn't one. Nope. Yeah. Like, there was nobody in that match that you would consider a legend. And we all assumed that one was going to come. There was one in there. Matt Hardy was there. Matt Hardy. He, he's not a legend. <laughs> he's still an active wrestler. I mean, he's old like you, but he's not a legend. I'm just saying. I'm I mean, pretty you legendary. Even, I you even went show. through I thought was a safe bet. With yeah, Kurt I had Kurt Angle. Like, I thought Kurt Angle was a safe bet. Like, he'd probably show up. Yeah. He didn't. Like, he didn't show up at all. No. And then you get into the times. You know, we did Price was Right rule on the length of the match. Who was Ooh, yeah, closest without going over? The now, the actual time of the match was 17 minutes, 55 seconds. Which seemed short for a 50-man. Right, which seems yeah. pretty short. It's pretty quick. Uh, so you look at the times, and none of us got it. Because every single person went. What was the closest to? The closest to, I believe, was good old Alleged Wrestling Podcast. Right? Well, of because course. they went with 20 minutes. They've got all the gold. They're being They're dripping fed in info. Yeah, so this, this brings us to the other rumor that Jeff is not only bringing to us, but is actually starting. That we okay. probably start started because I don't know these throughout guys. social media, and he doesn't know these guys, so it makes sense for him to spread it. Which is that they are actually getting fed info from WWE, and this is why they keep winning our challenge. They know. Somebody. I have a whole different theory. Oh, oh, what is your theory now, John? Because I like Jeff's theory, which is why they are currently the Pickham challenge, the Pickham champion, you know, winners, and they have a belt that's at least overseas on the way to them. Because remember, yeah. lots of stamps somewhere. Lots. I don't know it's where it is. Somewhere, somewhere in the sea. I think he put it on a bottle and floated it across floated the ocean there's a pigeon trying to carry it over it's a whole thing it's really anyway, weighing so down. i like jeff's idea that they have an inside source mm-hmm. but remember they are in a whole different country that's true the show comes on at a different time so what i think they are doing is watching it at american time then making their predictions at irish time Ooh. and then somehow that's working out in their favor no, not no, ours no no, no. <laughs> I <laughs> Jeff, well, Jeff the ref well, disagrees with your with your. Well, that, well, obviously, I couldn't tell with the no, 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 no. no. Well, I like no. that. Yeah. If they're watching it in our time, they turn their picks in before it even starts our time. Jeff, it doesn't so, have to make sense. It just has to make me sound right. Right, right. I like okay. John's time zone okay. theory. They're living in the future. They are. So I mean, when five hours ahead. When we did have a crossover episode ahead. with them, John, from what I can remember, it was about two days earlier from our time when we talked to them, right? That's a, yeah, I think. Like we talked so to them on like I a think, Thursday, and I think it was Sunday there. Like, like I'm not really what? Sure. 
we talked to them during the show, and they're like, yeah, we watched that four days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they're not making predictions per se as much as they're just recalling. So where are these guys based out of? They're in Ireland. Uh-huh. I don't know where. Uh, Southern Ireland. Southern Ireland. I mean, I do know technically where because I know where I mail right. the belt to. I, I'm, I'm going out on a limb. Mm-hmm. They know Seamus, and he's feeding them info. Ooh, that's really good. Ooh, that is. Good. Do you think Finn? Finn might be a no, connection. I don't think Finn would drop. Do no. you think Becky is giving them Ooh. information? Ooh, maybe, maybe. I mean, we've seen some of their pictures. By the They're way, really good-looking men. So, by Becky the way, be. Becky Lynch, I love you. Uh, you know, I would say uh, Gordo from mm-hmm. Alleged. Right. Gordo from Alleged uh, probably is the heartthrob of the group mm-hmm. and is the one that has swayed, say, the menses right, to the give men, him information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Robert Rude yes. is making movies with one Gordo. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting it out there. No, I like that idea. I like that idea. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems very suspicious that they keep getting all these points because when you go to now overall points for our show, show down, they were the winners for this event. Once yeah, not by a lot. Or, not by a lot. Um, so the total, I, have, right. I have slowly been getting better. He really and I came has. in second, so I'm putting he them really on notice. Has. Yeah. I mean, our total score is going from the bottom. We have Colin, unfortunately, at the bottom with 64. Um, mm-hmm. I luckily blew him out of the water at sixth place with 65 points. Man, you are a fighter. I am a fighter. Uh, Shy from Friday Night Movie uh, came in at fifth point at fifth place with seventy one points. We then had Wrestling Life come in at seventy three points. Third place goes to you, John, seventy eight points. Mm-hmm. Showing uh, Jeff comes Decent. in at eighty points. Second place with then alleged having ninety points at, as first place. And remember, this was hundred and fifty points possible. Yeah, but I mean, cumulatively with the last event. Right, you start adding the last event into it um, because uh, even though we had people like Shy not do very well, we had people uh, like you know me not do very well and Colin not do very well. There were still some other points because we ended up uh, you know with the big points, me getting sixteen, Shy getting sixteen, um, and luckily Wrestling Life, even though they only um, got seventy three points. Luckily for all of us, uh, they chose nothing for the TakeOver event. So they actually now only have a few points, which I like. like but we're going, to have to, we're going to have to come in because the next event is Stomping Ground, which is yeah, what a, a, shitty, a name. shitty name, right? Like, that is a horrible name. And the logo is a Stomping Ground. It's a giant boot. <laughs> Do you remember when they had the contract with Lugs Boots? Yes. Mm-hmm. Where's this event taking place? Uh, where is this one? John? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Nowhere. I mean, it's it's Chicago. Is it? I don't think it's Montana? Chicago. I'm looking it where up now. Where do they use boots? Where do you use a lot of boots? Like probably like a coal mining town, like Philadelphia, Tacoma, Tacoma, Washington. Wow. Are you? Is it Tacoma? I don't know. You're the one looking stuff up on your phone. I'm just wasting time until you guys figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not looking up anything. Stop the snakes. Remember that episode? I do. I do, I do remember that episode. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. I'm. It, now is this name though as bad as Great Balls of Fire, which was what 2017? 
Oh no, that was awful. When they had the Great Balls of Fire event? The Great Balls of Fire event was the worst. Was that the worst? It is Tacoma. It's Tacoma, Washington? Tacoma. So, the Tacoma Dome. The Tacoma Dome in Tacoma. Tacoma Dome. Now, I will say, uh, because I saw somebody tweet it out the other day, they actually showed a picture of the what has been purchased uh, ticket-wise, and uh, they are not even 50% sold out yet for an event that's in uh, less than two, two weeks. weeks. week from Sunday, and uh, they're not even 50% sold out that's yet. That's because looking at the matches? Yes, what matches are scheduled so far that are exciting? So right no. now, from what oh, you I, said, exciting. From what <laughs> I could tell, mm-hmm. you got Bailey against Bliss, right? Which mm-hmm. could be decent. Uh, Roman against Drew. No one cares. Against Lacey. Feel like feel like we've done this one. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth versus Baron. What? Which oh, I feel like yeah. we just did this one. But with hey, wait, 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 wait. Since oh. we brought it up, <laughs> I'm actually enjoying Baron Corbin right now. Really? Yeah. Like watching him in the ring, he is. Good. He sells. I love it. He does. It's the, it's he the does character sell. work outside the ring that's been sucking. Yeah, he does sell. But he's getting really better good. at it. He's getting better at it as the overly confident cocky guy that has to always resort to bad stuff to win. I, I, I got that. I, I can give him that. But it's, I don't, I don't know. It's just that Go back and watch him on is, Raw. I know that's mm. hard. Hard for me to say right. and really hard for you to do. It is. But both are hard. It's hard for you to say that Corbin's good, and it's hard for me to go back and watch anything on Raw. Go back and don't think about, oh, God, I hate Corbin. Mm-hmm. Just go back and watch him in the ring and be like, what does this wrestling look like? Because Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins. He's good enough. But Corbin, I've been noticing it has been selling a little more mm-hmm. and showing a little more range in the ring. And, and I like it. I like it. I'm going to give him credit. I'll, and maybe for you, on I'll top go back of and that, watch that part. On top of that, I almost like this angle that they're using with Dolph Ziggler, where he's kind of psychotic about, you know, Kofi, you're a great <laughs> champion and I respect you, but it should be me. Yeah. Well, and that's like, the, I like that. The one inter- interesting match to me is that one because it's in a steel cage. Yes. Yeah, I think I like all of that. In a steel cage would be good. I think that's going to be very good. Other than that, I kind of don't care about the rest of them. Yeah. No, the 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 best match out of all that's going to be Finn Balor and Andrade, and I think this is where Andrade gets the belt, is at stomping ground. Could mm. be. I, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they've been pushing him a while. He And I honestly think he, he deserves it. I mean, he's he's done a lot. He's He shows that he has promise, and especially – when you get to stuff where he has uh, Vega by his side being his mouthpiece, I mean, it makes a huge difference. Well, oh, but I mean, too Andrade if, has just been amazing. Yes. If if he drops the belt to Andrade, this could open up him challenging Aleister Black. Cause another rumor I saw. That would be good. A Black and Balor. I would I would lean more in that direction because the Demon versus Aleister Black, and then I think. They fight each other where it's a 50-50 kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And then they realize, are we fighting each other? We should be killing everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then they become like your tag team champions. Oh, that would be, that would awesome. be an amazing storyline. However, because I said it, it's never going to come to fruition. Right. No, now now you've ruined it. Thank you. You got me excited there for a second. Mm-hmm. You got us excited awesome. and now you've ruined it. I hope you're happy with yourself. Yeah. I think the two of them against each other can have some really incredible matches. Mm-hmm. But then like you do four or five of those 
And then you're like, why are we fighting each other? We should be a tag team fighting everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it makes sense. And I think that's sort of the problem sometimes. Is that and, it makes sense. you know, for all the fans of Finn, it gives him the IC belt, the mm-hmm. Universal belt, and now a tag team championship. Yep, exactly. I'll take Start it. going for that Grand Slam, yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. Like it. I do like that a lot. I do like Sometimes, John, you come up with good ideas. I mean, not most of the time. But no, so most of the time I'm just worried about where my teeth are. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. That's true. You know, being an old man and all. Hmm. Okay. I got you. I mean, but you, once again, luscious hair. Luscious hair. It's like luscious name. You may have no teeth, but man, no. your hair is I'm beautiful. an ugly ass old man, but I have beautiful hair to cover it. All right. So let's talk about Raw and SmackDown, which we've already mentioned a whole lot. Um, yeah, but I think, <laughs> I think let's, let's do it positively, gentlemen, okay. if we would. Okay. Okay. So. Give me, between Raw and SmackDown, both of you, three different things that were good. (laughs) You got both shows. All right, real quick, my my three things are this. Big E came back. Big E, I I really like Big E coming back. That was good. I like like the little character that Baron Corbin is becoming. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy... I enjoy watching Becky be organic and Lacey be stiff as a plank. <laughs> and I, I'm actually like, it's funny to me to watch Becky, who is just, you know, being herself and saucy at the mouth, and Lacey having to read cue cards to keep up. To yes. me, that is hilariously funny. So those are three things that I have really enjoyed from Raw and SmackDown this week because everything else sucks balls. Um, okay, well, I will say one of the things I enjoy, and this may just be my own personal bias, um, but I've always been a fan of Alexa Bliss, especially her character work. And I like that she's back in the mix. I like that she's actually, you know, kind of wrestling again. And now, you know, she's going to be at a stomping ground event. Like, do I think the match is going to be great? No. But I like the fact that she's getting back into it. Because I, I, I think she, you need a good heel female on that show she and you is have one incredible mean girl yes exactly and whatever they're going on between her and nikki cross and whatever that storyline is where nikki's sort of being like the knight and you can see that alexa's using her but like nikki doesn't know it like i kind of like that they're going it's with that the same it's the same storyline they did with her and nia Jax. exactly except you're not nobody's going for the been your friend nikki i'll be your yeah. friend but She's the slimy friend who's mm-hmm. going to use her in the end kind of thing. Yes, yes. Same thing she did with Nine. Right, right. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I actually, you know, I liked that storyline until it got uh, too real and mean, and then you started promoting a bully. Like, that was a little but much. Did, I mean, do you do you play it as, is like, Alexa actually gets a belt, and then it's built up where Nikki Cross gets the belt from her? I, and that's then what I would almost <laughs> lean towards, is Bliss actually getting the belt from Bailey and then tossing Nikki to the side. Almost like I was just using you to get me to this point. Now I'm at this point. Go away. I don't need you anymore. And Nikki's trying to then come get it. He needs to use these belts right now to promote more women so that there's more challenge out there. Because right now, all Becky has is Lacey Evans. Right. All Charlotte has is who? Wait, who? Charlotte? You know Charlotte what I'm Claire? I don't know. Nobody. nobody. That's what I'm saying. There's nobody else. It's between Becky, Charlotte, and they've just thrown Lacey in the mix. Yeah. There's no other women on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I anyway, you, I can tell you, I, I agree with all that. I, mm-hmm. I, I like Bliss's direction. I really liked Alistair Black's promo. Yes, we discussed that. That was great. Screaming, "Open the door! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's going to fight me?" Type thing. <clears throat> um, 
I'm really liking the 24 7. I know. I thought it was stupid at funny, first. Right? But our truth <laughs> like, is just. I still think it's stupid, but I love it's it. Fun. It's fun. Like, that's it's what fun. I'm trying to understand. Like, are we a bunch of giant wrestling marks? Like, is that. Because we all agreed this was dumb. And then every week I'm like, this is. Why am I finding this so funny? No, like, no, no, no. It's like our truth is locked inside a metal container being that's shipped. being shipped to raw yeah. and he's posting videos online of himself trapped in this container asking for help because his battery's running out like <laughs> yeah, but this is hilarious <laughs> to me i think it's perfect in the fact that it's it's like watching uh, an american pie movie <laughs> there's no real substance to that movie yeah. i'm not going to take any life-changing things from it mm-hmm. i'm just entertained as hell watching it like it's funny yes Yes. And this is just fun. I don't need it to be anything more than our truths vehicle to be funny. Yeah. I, I, but the pro, the problem is, is can this continue when our truth no longer has it? No. Like once somebody else gets it who isn't funny, then where do we no, go? The comedy aspect will be Quick, gone. Each you pick somebody to take the belt off of our truth, and who do you think could carry it? You want to <sighs> with? Who are you going with? Who are you going with? Maverick. Dude, I, I, I could see them, him I taking see that. it from him, but it mm-hmm. wouldn't be. I could see him taking it and him having to hide and him pissing himself again. and I mean, all of it. I think he could actually pull off the comedy of it. EC3, when he had him in the elevator with him, showed more character on WWE than he has for any other time he's been on the WWE. Not NXT, but mm. when he got brought up. Right, right. He uh, would be fun to watch. I think he'd be fun. I think if you win for somebody like an EC3 who would promote it as more of like, you know, I deserve this, more of like, you know, the cocky heel. If you went for him or even a Robert Roode getting it like to promote the cocky heel i deserve this i think that could work because you'd get a lot of good social media videos out of that um but if you go for somebody like jinder mahal or like you know i I don't like any of the sort of generic people i don't think it's going to be as good like you need somebody with a lot of character and if they let easy do it he can have the character if they let rude go he can have the character you just got to let him do it Gender is, is a good enough foil to our truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. The problem I have with it, and I think you and I are saying the same thing almost, is because he has challenged our, our truth so much, he'll probably be the next to hold that belt for a while. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I don't want this to die because I know as soon as this does get dumb and I don't care, I'm never coming back. Like, I'm never going yeah, to the belt. This is my comedy aspect to WWE. Once it goes and they're trying to make it something legit, I'm going to be like, I don't want it anymore. Right, right. Because as much as we love him, once it goes to, like, Apollo Crews, who's, like, good and just wins it because he's a good wrestler, I'm not going to care anymore. No, and I, I like the fact that they're doing this on social media. Yes. And you mm-hmm. really – they're not shoving it down your throat on Raw or SmackDown. No, you're getting more of it. If you actually do follow all these things, you're yeah. getting more of it that way. Yeah. Like so, so, let me let me twist it a little bit more because we're talking twenty four seven here. Twist it, and you guys you guys have brought it that they're doing a lot more of the internet and all that stuff. Does it reminisce being elite? Ah, the they, comedy, I mean, the skits, the little yeah. stunts. That win. Be, yeah, they know that that's what one of the reasons that ties show to show. One of the reasons AEW is so popular is because they're doing such a great job on social media. I wouldn't be surprised if WWE doesn't see that. 
I think Sony kind of went in and said, hey, listen, look, this being elite is the only way they're producing their shows. It's the only way they're promoting it and saying, we're going to do this and letting letting the followers know who the wrestlers are. Yeah. yeah. Now, if we use the 24-7 belt and we use that to develop, like, our truce comedy, the Robert Rude male sex porn game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like Gordo sleeping with them. Right, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But... You see what I'm saying, right? Yes, I see exactly what you're saying. I, I see exactly what you're saying. I think that is, I mean, in an unspoken way, them saying, ah, we see that this is working, we're going to do it too. Mm-hmm. So just on YouTube, AEW has like 250,000 subscribers to just right. that little YouTube channel. Right, right. That's not lead has millions. Yes, right. right. Exactly. And, and, and it has thousands of followers. And yep. I mean, so you... You, you see where I'm going with this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, what, and the thing is, is, you know, you can start trying to add them all together because that's what WWE does. Every week when they come out on Raw and SmackDown and say, you know, oh, oh, let's put these facts forward, which is WWE has a billion social media subscribers. It's because they cheat. It's because they use WWE plus all of Seth Rollins plus Becky Lynch. They take all of the wrestlers and add all of their subscribers, too, and they put all those numbers together. And that's how you get a billion. They don't actually have WWE a billion subscribers. Like, you know, they're fudging the numbers that way. AEW could probably do the same thing. I think once you add all of their people and you add Jericho and you add both Rhodes and you add all that stuff, you're probably getting into the millions easily. Absolutely. You know, probably in the tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions at that point. So anyway, I just I was thinking about that the other day when I was driving home on my long two-hour drive home. Long, long. And I was like... This 24-7 thing is really entertaining, but it reminds me a lot of being elite, and it's because I watched them back-to-back. All right. And I was like, this is like the PG version of being elite. Pretty much. Pretty much. So. so now the other thing to get into, now that cause especially we're talking about social media. Now, I already showed some of it to Jeff, but John, did you see some of the stuff that Velveteen Dream was putting out where he's I defending have. WWE? I actually have, where he's defending WWE Craven saying, hey, listen, they are writing these storylines. It's our fault as the actors, the he players, the athletes. He basically said, I am awesome. I can sell storylines. Everyone else sucks. Yeah. That's what he said. That's kind of what he's leaning towards. He's like, look, storylines yeah. are storylines. All He mentions all these people. He mentions Rock. He mentions Stone Cold and all these people that started as something bad, you know, started as a, a not a great gimmick, but they made it work. And because of that, they moved on to Stone Cold. You know, they made Doink the Clown made a stupid wrestling clown gimmick work. And so therefore he was trusted with WWE. I, like I get all of that, but what he's actually saying is we get these stupid things and we've got to work through them. It's our fault, the the athletes, the actors that yeah. have to produce these characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what he's saying is I don't have that problem. And I would agree with him. He doesn't have the problem no. selling the Velveteen no. Dream. And I, and I think he just he, sucks in the ring. I think he's doing this expecting to get called up and that's his way. That's He's telling everybody else, you suck, I'm better than you. Yeah. But I think one of the problems you have, and while Velveteen Dream's character is great and, and, I, and I do like it, He's also coming from the world of NXT. He's not a WWE main roster. And from everything we've heard, when you go to those big shows, it's a totally different animal. You have Vince there every day. 
you know, or every every episode talking about the storylines, pushing the storylines he wants that he thinks is funny, the changing jokes he thinks is funny, minute, yeah. changing it at the last minute. You don't have that in NXT. I mean, it's known fact that Vince doesn't even watch NXT. And yeah, the biggest the thing there. The biggest thing with NXT is you have a freedom as a developing wrestler to create your character. Exactly. Yes, they have people there that will help through it. But what Velveteen did was go in and say, hey, look, I want to make this like prince-like, pompous character. And I want to develop him into being, you know, like the Ric Flair of this age. And you say, go ahead and try it. And they try it because it's NXT. They don't do what WWE says. It's like, hey, you've developed this character. Like, I'll use Andrade. Andrade, you're a phenomenal freaking wrestler, and we love watching you in the ring. But we want you to be this, you know, slick oil Mexican uh, stereotype that nobody's gonna like. Mm -hmm. Or look, I mean, just look at uh, at War Raiders, Viking Raiders, Viking Experience, whatever the hell they're called this week. They had a great gimmick, a great idea, but you go to the main roster, and if Vince doesn't like it, doesn't understand it. The 50 man. You know, right. Yeah, but if they, keep, if they keep these people as they are on NXT when, they, when they're called up, it would go over so much better. It would go better. over great. Exactly. Well, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. But that, once again, is WWE Div, yes. i.e. Vince McMahon and his lackeys, saying, ah, you did all right in the lower pages, but we're going to tell you what we're going to do here. Yeah, I mean, I, I showed Jeff a thing that I saw this morning, a tweet I saw. That talked about various people and who the last time they had actually fought on WWE TV, fought on SmackDown, fought on Raw. The last time the Viking Raiders, which is that what they're called now? Viking Experience? What the hell are they called now? I think the Viking, yes. Viking Raiders, right? The last time they were on and fought on Raw and SmackDown was May 6th. Like, that's ridiculous. It should be fine. And they, but you give, what, 50 How many times have you seen Cesaro and Ricochet? McMahon. Right, exactly. Well, you I mean, have the same five just, people on both shows now. I just, I don't get it. And then with the wild card rules, it's like, all right, so KO wrestled on Raw and SmackDown. That's fine. Yes. I'm o- but I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay. okay. With, <laughs> but as much as I'm okay with that, I still think to myself, you have all this talent in the back. All the talent. Like, like, yes. Where's Buddy Murphy? Where's he been? I haven't seen him fight in two months. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> they freaked out. They signed all these people so they wouldn't go to other places, and they're just there. And they're just there. They're just holding people's contracts now. I genuinely think that with the Fox deal, what they need to do is make that your superstar show and then make Raw more of your undercard show. Yeah, like a free-for-all, Phil. Mm -hmm. But like your undercard show and you just bring in, you know, your six or seven talented names so that NBC's getting their play too. We Mm -hmm. kind of switch the roles of the two and, you know, get the people what they want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... I, I don't know. I don't know where they can go with this to have this make sense. Because if you're going to keep this wild card thing going into the Fox deal, you're just going to... I mean, right now, we have kind of the same fights happening a lot on both shows. When they're that and there are completely different networks, it's literally going to be what SmackDown used to be, which was just a reiteration of the fights that happened on Raw. Like, that's what SmackDown used to be a lot of the times, was it was just the same fighters doing the same fights that's again. what it is now. <laughs> but at least at least it's slightly different. They might put one or two other matches in. I think if, when they go to Great. Fox, they're not even going to do that. It's, it's what it is now, buddy. I'm trying just to give them a benefit. Open, you just open you yourself up to the fact. I'm trying to be positive. I was, I'm positive. That's what it is now. 
I'm, I'm absolutely sure. It is now. I want what I want. They need to give it to me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Give uh, Jeff what he wants. All right. Mm. But I don't. I like. I. I don't think there's much we can say about Raw and SmackDown this week. It was yeah. Raw and SmackDown. It's yeah. it the same show. Yeah. We might as just call him Raw Down. We might Smack as well call him useless. Smack there's Raw. nothing to Raw. I like Raw Down. Better. Raw Down. Smack him Raw. Smack him Raw. That's what we're gonna start calling this segment. Smack him Raw. Um, so other news that we can get into is stuff that we actually do enjoy. Uh, AEW came out with some big news that once again Jeff the Ref scooped us on and told us via text. Awesome news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is that the firefight. Fighter uh, Fest. Fighter Fest. Sorry. Firefight. Yeah. I keep getting confused with Fire Fest, like that horrible thing that went wrong <laughs> that they had the documentaries about uh-huh. because they put a Y in there, so it confuses me. Um, but Fighter Fest is free. It's going to be free on Bleacher Report. You download the Bleacher Report because AEW owns Bleacher Report. I think Con, Con family owns the Con Bleacher family Report. Owns Bleacher Report. So, so I downloaded download the app already to my phone. Yeah. Fighter Fest free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, free. and you just watch it for free, which is like there's the two the two discussions that is either one they made so much money on Double or Nothing and stuff like that that they can do this to help better promote their product. Or two, they did so badly on Double or Nothing that they're doing this to help, basically as like a last-ditch effort, please watch us. I'm going with the first one because from what I saw that they made a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. Plus this is in combination with some video game conference yeah, thing that's yeah. going on. So it's yeah. not like a, the E3 thing it's is not going a full-blown mm-hmm. wrestling event. Right. It's like a combo type thing. Mm-hmm. So that could be another reason yeah. that they're doing it. I'm excited I, that they're doing it. I think it's a great idea because all you're going to do is build your fan base. I'm like, hey, if I can watch what people are saying is good wrestling for free, why wouldn't I? Well, and they built this up. If I, I don't know if, who's seen it, but Kenny Omega at one point was telling the Young Bucks in a Skype event thing uh, yeah. that, mm-hmm. you know, I blew all the money mm-hmm. that we had for whatever. And right. then it comes out like he actually didn't. And here, right. because he didn't blow all the money, mm-hmm. we're giving you this event for free. And I love the fact that Jericho is pushing the fact that that's the reason he's not fighting in this event, uh-huh. is because I'm not fighting for free, I'm better than that. Like, he never had a match scheduled, he wasn't supposed to, no. but he's using this as the... Sticking to his character. Yeah, st- he's, he's, exactly, he's sticking oh, to and, and I love it. Which is, I'm not love doing it. this. I don't for free, I'm better than this. Yep. That's hilarious to me. You're only yeah, what you are because it. of me. Mm-hmm. You know? I, yeah. It's great. It's so good. So, so good. Look at that. I can't wait for August till this comes out. I, I'm excited for AEW. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's in June. Oh, that's right. That's Fighter June. Fest is I'm, I'm talking about when they get their TV contract on. The TV October, contract, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. August, it's October. Is that, oh, I can't wait. It's it shows in October. The, yeah. It's, the contract, yeah, yeah. It's going to be so gotcha. good. It's going to be. And because I do think, and, you know, we all talked about it, one of the things that AEW had going against it with this uh, double or nothing was the cost here in America. Everywhere else, you know, the people from Alleged talk about it, some of the other wrestling shows we talk about it overseas, it was 20 bucks. Well, here it was, it was 50. It was 20 theirs. Mm-hmm. If you convert it to, right. to if our you, money, it's mm-hmm. a little bit more. But like, but it was, it was but 50 bucks. Cheaper. 50 bucks is a lot to spend on something that you just hope is going to be good. I mean, now, if they charge that for this August event all out, I'll pay 50 bucks to watch it now. I have no problem with that. But it was a lot of hesitation in doing it for this double or nothing. And now doing it for free. Free is great. Free is perfect. I mean, I take free, but still. Did you see the uh, Being Elite promo where Cody is doing the 
promo for it, and he's like, I can guarantee, and Brandy's in the background going, don't guarantee anything. (laughs) (laughs) Because he got in trouble for that last time. I can almost guarantee, don't say that either. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm pretty sure. Nope. (laughs) It was great. Mm -hmm. It was great. So, so good. Speaking of all that, my favorite, and we talked about this when it came out, my favorite one that they did mm-hmm. was MJF in the hotel room. Oh got, yes, when mm-hmm. he got room service. When he got room service, the omelet that was that was hilarious. They're all so good, and it's the freedom I think they're giving them to do this kind of stuff, which is making it all so funny and so uh, organic. Seems like a cliche term to well, use, but making it with all that kind of stuff like that makes sense, you know. It's the you're saying organic, and it just feels natural and real. Partly mm-hmm. because they're using foul language. You know, it's not that I want to hear the right, foul right, language. Because yeah. he was like, oh, fuck, this almost good. Like, it's just, that's something that his character would normally, exactly. the way he acts. You exactly. Know? And it's not all watered down and crap. And crap. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm, we're all saying the same thing. We're all excited about AEW. It looks like a really good product. I love the names that are being tagged onto it. It's happening. I actually love the drama. Ooh, they got Moxley now. They've got WWE drama. They've got tie-ins. There's rumors. Right. It just It's a building up story of the century. Think about like all the speculation we talked about for the movie Endgame. Or think about when, like, your favorite team is in the Super Bowl and all the speculation of who could win and who couldn't. Yes, I yeah. love that drama. Yeah, it's yes. great that they're doing all this build-up. I just hope it doesn't crash and burn when the show actually comes on. It oh, is. it's going to. It's going to eventually <laughs> Oh, it's burn so going to crash and burn. Mm-hmm. I, that's just the nature of the beast, though. You're going to get that epic high like we got with The Rock or mm-hmm. we got with Stone Cold or you're going to get that epic high and then there's not going to be a mark that can keep up with that it's kind of like look at becky and kofi we were so over on them now but is it not starting to mellow out a little bit mm-hmm. and then it it's just over saturation yeah. like yeah and hopefully i think AEW being new hopefully we'll get that pop and, and keep it going at least for a little while at least enough yes, to you get don't, a footing you don't need the champion to be on both shows no, no. AEW is only going to have one, but Which you don't have to put, bet, you don't have to yeah. put Kofi on Raw and then the next day on SmackDown. Put him on one. I could wait a week to see him. I could wait a week to see Becky. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you kind of want to wait. It builds that anticipation so that when you see him, you're like, yes, finally they're back. exactly, exactly. Because I think one of the other things that AEW have going for it is just like NXT, it's one show a week, and that's that is beneficial. You know, you're not trying to fill five plus hours a week like WWE is. You're just trying to fill one or two. It's a lot easier to do that, just in general. Man, no, I'm totally on board with all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to AEW. Yes, yes, me too, me too. One of the other things that we are looking forward to, because we do talk about local wrestling, um, is one of the things that is coming up soon is the Right Coast Pro Quest for the Gold Championship. Coming middle of July, July 13th. All right, so you got a nice big month to purchase your tickets and stuff like that. But what they're doing with this quest for the gold is they're finally giving somebody, as we talked about before, Colton Quest championship belt. You know, they're doing it in the way they're doing it with eight competitors, you know, tournament style, all in one night, three different rounds. Like, I think this is the best way that you can move this belt forward without it 
you know, without yeah, I think they're paying without stepping on anybody's toes. Like I think that's the best way to do it. They're paying great respect and homage to the memory of Colton Quest, even with the nod to the name Quest for the Gold. Um, I think. Right, Coast Pro, in everything they do, they, they just want to be up and up and clean about it. And I think this is the best way of going about saying, hey, we're going to miss him, and there's nobody that's going to replace him, but we do need a champion, so let's let's do it this way. Right, right. And that way you're not getting just somebody randomly handed the belt. You're not getting just match where you have to choose two top contenders. You're getting somebody who, in theory at least, is going to be the best of the best because they had to make it through this one-day, multiple-round tournament. So I think right. that's the best way you could do it. Um, like talked about, July 13th in Newark, Delaware. You can go online and buy your tickets now. One of the things they're actually doing now is once they put in all the wrestlers, which they haven't put in the eight competitors yet, uh, but once they get in and do that, you can actually go on and like a, you know, a five-hour tournament, you know, bracket pool, you can pick which direction everybody is going and who's winning what matches and who the final winner is going to be, and you can actually win a Right Coast Pro, Pro prize by getting that correct. I'm totally entering. So we're totally entering, right? Like that's, I mean, that's a hundred. Yeah, but we're going head to head, buddy. Oh no, yeah, I'm not doing this with you. Yeah, no, we're not working together. We work no. apart. No. We, per- we work. You know apart. what? With our powers combined, we could be three. We could be. We could be the charmed ones of wrestling. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I mean, Do it's, you not, think... it's not good or as cheat worthy as four people. Choosing I was going to say pick like a legend. Because but... Jeff, a legend has four guys coming together to make their picks. And Seamus, Becky, and Finn giving them in insider information. Exactly. Exactly. So we may need to use our contacts at Rice Coast Pro as well to make sure that we get some inside information. Yeah. Who do you know? I know so many people. You don't right. even know who I know. I know. You know? You know? Exactly. I know. I yeah. know. Um, one of the other things that we mentioned that luckily I was put on uh, by fellow Take-Two host Tony um, he, thank you, Tony, for letting us know this. But one of the other new things coming out, it's not for a while, it's not to September, but in Gainesville, Virginia, is Extreme Midget Wrestling. I'm so into this. Do we go to the September 15th Extreme Midget Wrestling event? Yes, and I think we have our friends come with us. I think that's not a bad idea because right now you can buy tickets online. Um, it's $20 for admission. Ringside is $30. VIP package where you get photos with the crew and with all of the wrestlers, $40. $40 to get pictures with all of the extreme midget wrestlers. You think they'd let us podcast during the event? We may have to. We may have to. Do we have to use the smaller handheld, though? Or are we allowed to? See what you did there. We're going to make so many jokes, though. That's the problem. I think if we go to and try and live record from Extreme Midget Wrestling, we're going to end up offending something. This it's not it's not that we're trying to be funny. No, it's like, just it's just this is really the jokes are just there. They just set themselves up like little garden gnomes, and you just knock them down. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. So I don't know, but I think we kind of have to go to this, don't we? Right? Like, how can we not go I mean, to this? It's event? close. Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, a meet and greet and selfies with wrestlers. Doesn't matter how tall they are. No, still it wrestlers. doesn't matter. They're still wrestlers. They're still awesome. Jeff with a bunch of clips. You can go to their website. Is it M E M W 
or I think extreme extreme wrestling dot com. You can see clips from their previous matches. They're hitting each other with chairs. Like this is insane fighting. Would you think it would be anything different than regular wrestling? It's extreme. You guys are segregates. Not you guys. Segregates. The one guy. I don't know. What would you be? What type of discrimination would you be showing? I don't know. Um, what is that? Like, I mean, it's against somebody with, uh, you know, like, almost like a genetic thing. Like, Well, I mean, they they physically look different than us. Right. Discrimination. So you'll be discriminating against appearance, but I don't think it's a race. No, it's not a race unless you start is talking it, Dungeons is it and like Dragons. A, is it like a class? Like... You know, you got you got classism. You got discrimination against like age, gender, mm-hmm. religion. Class. Like protected classes? classes. Is that maybe it's class? Listen to us talking like social issues on our stupid resume. Oh. You would think somebody who majored in sociology would be able to answer a question like this, but I, I cannot. I can't. That was my. Major. Well, that's hey, because you were too busy cheerleading. You <laughs> both did sociology. Yeah, yeah, I was a double <laughs> major in funny. sociology and criminal justice because I'm that smart. You guys are funny. Mm-hmm. And what was your major in? Uh, English literature. English literature. Podcast host John. I speaks it good. Oh, okay, good, good, real good. I did that because I didn't have to do math. Oh, math sucks. We already know how bad we are at that. Oh God, I'm horrible at math. So bad, so bad. That's why we have Jeff now. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we need um, we needed help, and obviously he's going to carry our show to a victory so we can right. get the belt back. Right. I just looked it up. Discrimination against. Midgets, mm-hmm. and I'll say that term loosely because they're called extreme midget wrestling, mm-hmm. is sizeism. Ooh, sizeism. Sizeism. Size discrimination is the idea that people are prejudged by their size. Oh, that's interesting. So you're a sizist. So would that also be discriminating against somebody fat? Yes. Would that be sizeism Pre-judgment as well? against their size. For example, look at Kevin Owen. You mm-hmm. think he looks a little sloppy. He looks a little whatever. Right, right. He's pretty damn out And he's amazing, for, yeah. For a husky guy, as exactly. I think I called him. Exactly. So, yeah, sizeism. Sizeism. Look at that. You learn something new every day. And now you know. Do, 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 do. Yeah, isn't They're that all? short-statured people is what they are. <laughs> That's all. That's They're all. They're just short-statured people. Um, so we're glad that we could be here on Take Two Takedown to not only give you knowledge, but also give you life knowledge. Because that's what we're here to do. We're here to yeah. make people better, John. I, I'm reading about the actual event. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It says, and I'm quoting from their little write-up. Mm-hmm. It says, this is a body-slamming activity, midget style. Mm-hmm. The world's smallest wrestlers are for the title. Midgets versus dwarves in an all-out pro wrestling war. Extreme midget wrestling will shock and delight you. We are the baddest little show on earth. Don't miss this epic event. I mean, we kind of have to go to this, right? I think not only do we have to go to this, but we all have to have a T-shirt prior, either supporting the venue, the event, or our favorite midget wrestler. I think that, I think our goal right now should be, at some point before we record next, is all three of us come back with our favorite extreme midget wrestler. And research. maybe yes. we do some research, we figure out who our extreme, and Hornswoggle's off the table. Well, he's not part of the he's, company. That's true. We'll look in the company. There have to be an active Extreme Midget Wrestler right now. Because if you go on Extreme Midget Wrestling, you can read all their bios. All right. So we look up their bios. We each come back with our favorite. And we might have to add these to the T3 leagues. Ooh. I'm down. I'm now, doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm prefacing this. Okay. Because I'm a ref. Mm-hmm. 
we are not making fun of these people. No, this no. is an this actual is event, an actual company. <laughs> yes, we're genuinely excited to yes. do this. Mm-hmm. Jokes. Aside. I'm looking at it as meeting another wrestler. Right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I'm excited about this as I would be to meet like The Rock or what right. have you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's I, you're, the, you're excited to meet the pebble. Uh, <laughs> It's because you get to sit front row and you get pictures with them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm so excited. Do you do you have to kneel down for the pictures? No, I think they have uh, boxes or still. I think, I think okay. too the pictures I saw aren't the refs also. Yes, the people? refs are also uh, little people as well. Can one of us be a manager? Like, do we have Can to we? be a little person to be a manager? I don't know. I don't know. What if their managers are actually two midgets standing on top of each other with a trench coat? coat. Mm -hmm. And they just call the other one little guy? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I think it is. Wow. (laughs) So, Jeff, you're the ref. Do a calling on this one? Is that racist? Or sizes? No, come on. There is nothing funnier than two kids pretending to be an adult while one stands on the other's shoulders with a giant trench coat. We all know that's the funniest thing in existence. (laughs) Are not little kids. No, but I'm saying that's the funniest thing. I'm just translating this to also short stature people. So discriminatory. Stop being a sizes, John. You're being the sizes. You're being the sizes. I love all people of all sizes. You start making fun it's, of all people of all sizes. Fat. All right, that's go to extrememidgetwrestling.com. <laughs> you can look at the event. It does look exciting. Um, these people are probably going to put on a good show. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they are yet. But I don't I'm know, do but some research. I can tell you one time. thing. We're spending this week. Contacting all of them. What? Is it a standard ring or is the ring smaller? I don't know. I would assume it's smaller. I mean, I'm not trying to be ridiculous, but like, it, they don't need as much space. So why be in a bigger place? Well, it's in a club. Like, it's not in a stadium. It's not even like a gym. It's in a club. So I would assume it's probably smaller. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to do some more research on this, too. <laughs> phone number you can call if you have any general questions we might need to call them our general questions is how can we be a part of this show i so want to be part of the show i want to be part of the baddest little event in the world i'm so excited Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so again you're welcome america that we've introduced you to extreme midget wrestling be sure to look them up be sure to look up right coast pro and thank you for joining us on episode 80 of take to takedown we are glad we've been here with you. Again, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Take2Takedown. You can call our phone number, 434-602-1931. You can also email us or you can text us like Jeff does. Let us know. It is triple teabag at gmail.com. And I can't even get through this outro because Jeff is currently looking up wrestlers on the Extreme Midget Wrestler website and literally tears are falling out of his mouth as he is trying to pick out who his favorite is. How did tears fall out of his mouth? That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is. Okay. So, so some of their... No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we wait till no, next week. Save it for next week. Save it for next week. Okay. <laughs> save it for next week. We don't get to talk about baby Jesus until next week. Next week. It's baby Jesus. <laughs> oh, baby Jesus. Sorry. Sorry. I just, I just went for the regular word. All right. Stop. Stop next week. Thank you for joining us. Episode 80. Peace. I got nothing. And don't forget, I love you, Bobby Rube. Bye, Bobby Rube.
This has been a production of Take Two Podcasts. WTTP. 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 WTTP.